Hello, and welcome to New Day Christian Fellowship Church Podcast, where we worship, connect, equip, and serve. We're so glad that you're joining us. Our prayer is that you allow today's message to minister to you so that you can become all that God has called you to be. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Father God, we say yes to you. We surrender all. We give ourselves away. Jesus, you said, unless a kernel of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Jesus, you said God is glorified when we bear much fruit. And my prayer today is that New Day Christian Fellowship bears much fruit and brings you glory on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to go right into the word right now. So thank you, praise team, band, you guys can be seated. Well, can we bring the screen up? You know, when Jesus was a um, little boy, he made the statement to his parents because they, they were in Jerusalem for a festival. And um, they all took off to go back home. And after three days, they're like, where's Jesus? And back in those times, everybody, you know, they traveled in, in a pack, in a herd, okay? And um, among family members, probably didn't think much of it. And Jesus was 12 at the time, so that's, you know, he's a big boy. But after three days, they recognized he wasn't there, and they went back and had to find him. And when they found him, he was in a temple. But his statement was, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? <sighs> Bow your heads, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive, it's a living thing, and will not return unto you void. It shall accomplish that which you please, and will prosper in the hearts of the people that you're sending it, dear Lord God. I thank you today, Father God, for a life-giving word, a word in season, a word that transforms, a word that brings, that stirs up faith, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. All of us have ears to hear what your Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, let all who agree say, Amen. Amen. The title of today's message is Taking Care of His Business, of His Business. Now, I'm going to show you today by Scripture that by taking care of your business, you're going to be taking care of his business. But there's going to need to be a shift in our thinking and how we're approaching this. Now, every now and then, I'll reach out to Celeste or to Trey, you know, worship leader, the band leader, and I say, I got this song, I got, I'm doing this message, I got this series. Um, every now and then. But I've noticed about the last five weeks in a row, we've been so in sync but never more so than this morning with the worship songs and with, the and with this message. 
And the Lord just provoked my heart to come in and share this with you guys right now. While you're in an attitude of worship, while you're in an attitude of praise and praying and believing that right now, you are really, really willing to give yourself away. That you're really ready to surrender all at this moment. So in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus makes a statement. Matthew chapter 7, here's a situation. He says this, okay? He says, anyone, say anyone, that includes you. Anyone who listens to my teaching, okay, that's part one. Part two, and follows it. Young people, I really want you to hear me because it's important to listen, but it's also important to follow. The Bible tells us in a book of James that it's the doer that's blessed. Not just hearing, but doing. So you want to take what you're receiving, and then you want to do the word of God. And Jesus says here in Matthew Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. And he gives an example, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Now, I want you to think for a moment about what you're building right now. You got little kids, you're building your house still. Grandbabies, house is still being built. Business is being built. You guys are in school it's being built. You're being established right now. Miriam, you guys going to the conference, you're building right now. Everybody, most of the time, I can't say everybody, some of you, most of you are in a stage of building. Now, when you build, I'm sure you're building with the intention of it lasting. Now, some of you, you started building a house or a family, and it was not built on the rock. But if you listen to his teaching, do it his way, your house is being built on solid rock. Now, I love this because he instructs us, but let me give you the other side. Verse uh, 25, please. Though the rain comes in torrents, because this is what happens. Though it's going to come, it's going to come. Oh, Bishop, that's a negative confession. Yeah, whatever. It's going to come. <laughs> You're speaking it. What? It's going to come. Rain is coming. Watch this. And it's coming in a torrent. And then the floodwaters are going to rise, and then the wind is going to beat against that house. So whatever you establish in building right now, you can prepare for that. Right? That's, that's, this, this, this storm is amazing. I see three things here, and I think you see three things too. Rain, floodwaters, and wind. It's going to come up against whatever it is you're constructing right now. But guess what? It won't collapse. Why? Because it's built on bedrock. You want to be built on solid rock. You want to be built on solid rock. Rain, floodwaters, winds. Ah, Bishop, I know. He tells us. He tells us. And unfortunately for me, I, I remember when I was a little younger in the Lord, I didn't understand this. I thought every day the sun was going to shine. I thought floods was something that happened in India and Pakistan. This is winds and hurricanes. Lord, in my life, I recall when it began to rain. I wasn't sweating. I'd just get an umbrella. <laughs> but it began to rain kind of hard. Then the floodwaters. <laughs> Lord Jesus. And then the wind blew. It seemed like the enemy, he huffed and he puffed. <laughs> Verse 26. The flip side. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it. It's foolish. And I wonder, why would you hear and not obey? What are you so committed to? 
What are you so attracted to that's causing you to diss or dismiss or to diss the things of God? And, and where you are so brilliant and so smart, you're going to embrace your way, your truth, your perspective, your understanding. Yeah. Watch how much trouble it gets you into. But that's okay. I'm, I'm the type of pastor. I will be there when you flat on your face, broke, busted, and can't be trusted. When you toe up from the flow up, when you're crying and belly aching, when you're sad, sorry, and all alone, I will be there. My wife and I will be there to love you, encourage you, and we ain't the type to say, we told you so. We are called to shepherd and to love. And I see so many Christians, Christians, tongue talk and spirit feel. <laughs> T.D. Jakes, a conference attending. <laughs> listening to Stephen Furtick. And, and, it's, and it's all good. There's nothing wrong. What I'm saying is that you will still, you can still shift and do it your way. Yes. No from experience. So it's no condemnation. It's kind of like idolatry because something we want so bad, we elevate it over the things of God. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it, because you say, well, that was a long time ago today, today. Okay. Like a person who builds a house on sand, on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse. Not only is it going to collapse, it's going to collapse with a mighty crash. So why don't we listen? And why don't we obey? So now here's what Jesus is saying. Listen to my teachings, my teachings. So for the next several months, we're going to look at his teachings. And my prayer is that you're going to obey and that your house will stand. Your house will stand. I want your house to stand. And maybe everybody, and, 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 and hear me, okay? You guys online too, hear me and welcome. I'm glad you guys are part today, but I, I, I need you to hear me, okay? There is no movie star, no rock star, no rapper, no country western singer, no R&B singer, no book author, no television star, no talk show host that you need to be listening to more than you're listening to Christ. You get excited as soon as somebody says, as soon as somebody says, Jesus, that's a movie star. Oh, yes, he's testifying. Let's see. Let's see. So get into your word, not your rap lyrics. It got Jesus in there. Okay. Let's get into this. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Now watch this, okay? We're talking about the hearts of people. Now remember, God, man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Okay, so God looks on the heart. Now, you have some religious leaders at the time. Now, I just mentioned some secular people, and I'm glad they're making money and having concerts. Good for them. Whatever, okay? You got nothing to do with Jesus, all right? They got a beat. Whoopee. Don't get mad. Hey, hey, I love beats. I like smooth jazz. Okay, Brother Kenneth Daniels here. Is brother, brother, um, 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 uh, who else? John Warren. Uh, Vanessa, that's my girl back there. We, we love us some smooth jazz. Hey, I really want to go to that Dave Cobb's concert tonight. Okay, I just, just got some other stuff I need to do. Y'all going to Brazil. I'm going to be on a Zoom call with y'all instead of Dave Cobb's. See how much I love you? Down there at Candy Dolphin. That girl can play that sax. 
<laughs> but I will be on the Zoom call with you, beloved people going to Brazil. Hallelujah. But anyway, now we got a situation where the religious leaders, watch this. Later, the leaders sent some Pharisees. Okay, we got three groups of people who are in league with one another. They're in concert with one another because there's something they have in common. They're going after Jesus. So we have the leaders, the religious leaders of the time. We have the Pharisees who thought they were all that in a bag of chips, okay? They were so holy and righteous. Oh, were they? Then we have the supporters of Herod, the king. Now, now here's the thing, too. These are politicians. These are people just jockeying for a position. Herod was about as righteous as is. Is Herod and righteousness is by me and dancing. You know, the two just don't go together, okay? One time I caught the Holy Ghost at our last church, and I had the mic. I was up on the stage, and I was going, and, we, and later we were driving home, and Jackie said, that was the Holy Spirit, because you were right in time, baby. That was... And my mama, even as a kid, baby, you just can't keep time. Okay, fine. I can't keep time. Wait, she here today, and she, hey, mama, okay. <laughs> but we got three people, um, and, and, and the Pharisees, the supporters of Herod, who was just politicians and, and jockeying for position, and you got um, the leaders at the time. They were trying to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Now, Jesus has taken away all their action. The attention is no longer on them, and so they're worried. They're losing their position, their status quo in society. Verse 13, please. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. <laughs> People be flattering you. And just because they say something good and we fall for it, we fall for it. We fall for it. Oh, he commended me. Oh, he said something. He wants something from you, baby. And to keep the flattery going, sometimes you acquiesce. Bless you. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He don't even like Caesar. They're trying to act like they're adhering to Caesar. Now, let, let me give you context. Now, now especially for minorities, okay, who, who struggle. And, and uh, you know, Tim Johnson and I, we've been talking about all these people now who, who getting their identity, trying to find themselves in the Bible. Your, your identity is actually in the blood of Jesus, not your ethnicity. It'll save you a lot of heartache and trouble, okay? Jesus died for you. Now, when Jesus came on the earth, the Romans were in charge of the Jews, the Jews were subjected to the Romans. The Jews were in a position of oppression. Y'all understand? Jesus came at that time. It did not, he didn't wait until Jerusalem had their own nation, Israel had their own nation, and they're doing great and all that. He came at a time when they were oppressed. And when he left, they were still oppressed. What kind of Jesus you preaching? The Jesus I know, you don't know the Jesus of the Bible. And that's the difference. Now, we're talking about his sayings and his teachings, right? You keep trying to live it your way. And let's see what happens. And again, Jack and I will be there for you. We are not going to say we told you so. We won't have to. In fact, you're going to be so embarrassed, you're not going to want to call me. But that's why I'm going to tell you now that I'm not telling. I'm not going to tell you I told you so because, you know, it makes it hard on you. So keep in mind when you're going through it because you didn't listen, you didn't obey, you did it your way. Okay. When that happens, we will be there. 
And you remember like, yeah, I can call him because he ain't going to rub it in my face. He's, I am not going to rub it in your face. Okay, I don't do that. Now, he says here again, teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Now, let me tell you something right now for all of you. Don't go be trying to trip and mess up Jesus. Don't, don't do that. Don't be trying to wiggle your way in to excuse your desire to go sin. And this is what they're doing. The religious people doing it. Well, you know, I, I, I was born this way. I was born away too, a particular way. I, I, for, there was a reason that Muhammad Ali was my favorite uh, um, athlete when I was eight, nine years old. Because I like to fight. I don't mind. I, no, I don't really, I don't mind. Not even just a confrontation, just regular verbal confrontation, not a problem. But also, too, I learned when I was little, you know, around the seventh grade, you know, hey, I, I like him put him up. <laughs> Let's do this. You want to dance? <laughs> and once I learned, I can take a hit. And oh, oh, man, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> but then the Bible says once I become a man of God, I can't be pugilistic. I can't be a brawler. I can't do that. Of the loving, kind, gentle, sweet, tenderhearted, merciful. <laughs> long-suffering. I have to embrace those attributes. So whatever your challenge is, you got to submit to the will of God. Now, they said, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Next, uh, verse um, 15, please. Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Oh, we got him now. Oh, we got him on the ropes now. Jesus saw through their hypocrisy. And hypocrisy in the, in the Greek language means a mask wearer. You're fronting. You're putting on a mask. And people have said to me and Jackie, especially me, I've never seen someone so transparent because I don't care what people think. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to move you forward in the things of God. I don't need you to like me. I don't need you to be impressed with me. I'm 61 years old. Probably another 30 years I'm out of here. Why waste time trying to get you all up about me when I need to get you focused on your eternal life? You don't have to be afraid of Tony Dunn. You don't have to be worried about Tony Dunn. You don't even have to like Tony Dunn. But if God has sent you here, you better listen. Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said, why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin and I'll tell you. So he gave him a coin. Next verse, please. Watch this. When they handed it to him, he asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Yeah, Caesars. So on that $100 bill right now that you have in your wallet, about 12 of y'all got it, okay. <laughs> Whose picture is on there? On your quarter, whatever. On your dime, your nickel, your penny. Whose picture is on there? And that's our government. In God we trust, or so they say. In God we trust. Whose picture and title is stamped on it? Caesars, they replied. <laughs> Verse 17. Well then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And give to God what belongs to God. Well, Bishop, we know this scripture. Okay, cool, cool. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Well, then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You've got to pay taxes. It's practical. Now, this is how I pay taxes. I find every loophole 
every deduction? I ain't kidding. My tax lady, when she was alive, you know, Sister Josephine, you know, I would go see her. And, and she's like, you know, uh, Brother Tony, you ain't got to come in. You can just mail everything in. No, no, we're going to work this together. <laughs> I'm getting all my. <laughs> That's me. Take everything. Back, back, way back in the day, you remember you could write off your, uh, your credit card interest? Some of y'all, okay, this, this is 80s, okay? And then they took it away, and people complaining. Ah, ah, they taking away our credit card. We can't deduct it. I'm like, well, what are they going to allow me to deduct? A home equity loan? Well, I'm going to take a home equity loan, pay off the credit cards, and still get the deduction. I just, just if they zig, you zag. And if you're the type of person you can do your own taxes, hallelujah, do yours. I find, no, I mean, help me. And, and, and the thing was, I knew in pretty much the same year, but I would talk to my, everything was pretty much the same each year, but I would talk to my tax lady, what's changed? <laughs> and then, then for me, August, I would call in August, hey, how I'm looking? So y'all be waiting till April 14th. So that's my thought about, now we need to pay taxes. I'm not against it because I tell you what, I love, I absolutely love the 91 freeway. Now I don't like the traffic on it, but the fact that we have a freeway. I understand airport tax. I'm in airports. <laughs> I've been in some nice ones. And I've been in some, it's like, do, do y'all know that it ain't 1960 anymore? I understand that. I, I, it, even a slight tax is my neighborhood. We have homeowners association. Well, I ain't paying no association fees. Okay, I like nice trees and nice parks in my neighborhood. I like my tennis courts. I'm going to pay my fees, all right? So this is the thing about taxes. This is the practical side of it. Pay your taxes. Your quality of life is better when you pay your taxes, okay? Now, I'm just going to pay whatever I'm required to pay. That's Tony. But he says, and give to God what belongs to God. Now, here's the next question. What belongs to God? I'm sorry, evangelist, what'd you say? The tithe? But that ain't in the New Testament. Jesus never talked about that. Read that. I'm sorry, I'm looking at that one. Y'all look at this one. <laughs> what belongs to God? Ah. Everybody's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's been there the whole time. Your morning devotion when you read right through it, because you were more focused on getting on that freeway to beat the traffic, because you woke up late, hit that alarm that snooze twice, and you just breeze through the scripture. I surrender all. Do you? <laughs> that means get up. Get in his presence. And if you're an evening person, Take the TV. Y'all still TiVo? I don't even have TV. Do you, you still TiVo show? Okay, no TV. Okay, Cooper, like, don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> Give to God what belongs to God. So what belongs to him? Immediately, right, good. Evangelist, student of the word. Of course, he said the tithe. But I'm not talking about the tithe today. But just to let you know, it's there. What else in your life belongs to God? I give myself away. Do you? Withholding nothing. You sure? You sure? Let's look at three things. Three things. Okay, three things. First one is this. Your children. Your children. Some of us get our identity through our children. So cute. Look at him. No, he ain't. 
You're the only one that thinks so. Here's my favorite. I don't know why my te- the teacher, his teacher just don't like him. You try staying with him. <laughs> Minister Kathy laughing because she taught. How many years you teach? You was a school teacher. 38 years. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she gets it. And everybody thinks their kids is the most, ah, they're against my kid. You. One day, um, my teacher, I was fourth grade, told me she was going to give me a B or give me a C. I don't know what she said to me, but I told her, if you give me that grade. No, no, no. She said, I'm going to call your mother. And I said, if you call my mother, I'm not giving you your Christmas gift. <laughs> and so it was parent-teacher conference, and, and we, we didn't live too far from the school. So me and my mom, my little brother, he was a little in. We walked, you know, walked to the school, and, and I played outside while my mother went in, and my mother came out. And my mother did this, okay? Bless her heart. And she's a teacher, and I want you to see how you can idolize your children. You idolize your children. Watch this. And we're walking up back home, up the hill, up Anmark from Broadacres Elementary, and we're walking. She said, Tony, your teacher was funny. She said, you said you weren't going to give her the Christmas gift if she called me. I'm like, I did say that. My mother like, you did? Because she thought I was so precious and holy. I was a typical kid. She was shocked. I remember she could, you couldn't believe that I said that. And some of y'all look at your kids like, them, your kids is bad. And you're the only one don't think so. Sometimes the children ministries worker, they see you bringing your kids and they start speaking in tongues. I need my notes. They're down there. <laughs> that wasn't in my notes. Okay. I'm fine. Okay. I'm going to finish in a minute. But, but you cannot idolize your kids. You keep rescuing them. And you wonder why they don't honor and respect you. You haven't taught them to be. You know, one of the best things my mother ever did, really, and she's here and I, I can see this, was... Um, I got angry one night. I came home, and um, this was a hard. This was this was hard. And I don't recall what happened with her and my dad, but I was so angry. I actually cursed, and I never cursed in front of my mother. And I said, "I'm so tired of some something. It was really bad." And I said, "You know what, Mama? <laughs> we don't need him. We can make it without him. I just been made manager at McDonald's." come on mama let's get Michael and let's go and mama my mama looked at me and said that's my husband if you gotta go you go now you know I had too much pride right but it was like a kick in the stomach. I remember asking girls. I thought they liked me. Hey, hey, want to go to the dance with me? Oh, Tony, get away from me. <laughs> oh, my favorite. No, black Tony. No, and everybody already know I was black. Why y'all? Yeah. 
you know, anyway, I had a nickname and somebody called me magic. And then somebody else said, no, no, that's black magic. <laughs> but none of that bothered me as much as when she told me to go. And that literally was the best thing to happen to other my salvation to happen to me. She didn't rescue me. And it forged me and made me become the man I am today. I know what it's like to walk the streets of Compton with nowhere to stay in the rain. I know what it's like to have a bag of clothes somewhere. You're trying to sleep somewhere else. And sometimes we're too quick to rescue. But what it did, it forced me to depend on not my mama and my daddy, on him. Literally, that's when I met him. Your children belong to God. The scripture tells us that children are heritage from God. Raise them up so that they can go and fulfill purpose. Let me, t let me explain this to you. Your child is going to marry somebody one day. And the quality of that marriage is based on how you parent that child. Parent from a place of purpose, not from your pain. Because you were neglected as a kid. You figured, let me have some children and they're going to love me. Kids are the most selfish people on the planet. used to see my granddaughter. She's nine. She sees me and she, she hugs me perfunctorily. She's like, okay, I got a hug in her day. Can I go back and play now? I didn't hug you. I told her one time, I said, you know, you mean so much to me. You're so important to me. She said, you tell me that every time I see you. <laughs> I'll tell you no more. But then, wait, wait, wait. So she was running for, what, what was she running? She was running for, uh, Lavelle, what was Cadillac running for at school? What, what was that? What is it? Keeper of books. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> but, but she calls me and says, Papa, <clears throat> I'm, I'm nervous. What you nervous? I got, I got to talk in front of the, 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 the school. And, and, um, and I said, what, what are you nervous for? She said, it's, it's stage fright, Papa. I'm like, what is stage fright? And she says, when you, she, wait, Papa, Papa, you always act like you don't know stuff. You, you in school now. You've been in school your whole life. True, that's what she said. But she was wearing stage fright. Okay, stage fright. So we talked about stage fright. And I said, what, the stage going to open up and eat you? Why are you afraid of the stage? I said, no, when I'm talking in front of people, I'm like, but these are the same people you play with at school every day. Why are you afraid of them? What is it you're worried about? And I had to begin to share with her about her purpose, and maybe this is what God is doing in her life to help her. Because the other Sunday, she led uh, a song for the first time. What is, what is God preparing you for? And I'm come on, you have this, okay? And then we talked it through, and then they sent me the video of her up there, and she got up there and said her speech, and she said, I think I should be keeper of books because my mom is a librarian, and I often go up to the library and work with my mom, and so I'm, okay, but she didn't win. But uh, point is, <laughs> getting them to understand they belong to God, and the quality of her marriage is based on, and her, her parenting is based on what we do here, and that's my, that's my contribution to the world. Got to see these children differently. They belong to the Lord. Next thing that belongs to the Lord, your gift. Your gift. Your gift belongs to God. Your gift. What gift? The gift he gave you. What are you gifted at? What is that? I don't know. What do you do better than anyone else? What is the thing you're known for? What is, what is the thing that people, when they talk to you, when they, when they think of you, what comes to mind? That is for others. 
That is to be given away. It is to be stewarded well. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 4, beginning in verse 14, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who called all of his servants together and gave them each a talent. And many years later, he came back and wanted to reconcile. What did you do with the talents I gave you? One said, I took the five you gave me and I turned it into ten. One of the reasons I'm, okay, here's the thing. I'm the pastor of this church. It's not a denominational church. I don't need to go and get a master's of divinity. If I wanted to apply for a job at a typical Baptist church or Methodist church, they're going to require me to have an education or schooling. I went and got that just on my own because I want to be the best pastor I can be. And I, amen. And I did not stop there. And I'm working on my, my doctrine and <laughs> tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night. It, it, I'm going to hit sin. That dissertation is about to go, go in the uh, cloud, wherever, and somebody to email it to the chair of my department, and that should be a done deal. Tuesday night, y'all be in agreement with me, okay? <laughs> Bishop, I thought you graduated. I did. They gave a brother grace to get the dissertation. Favor. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> okay. Your gift belongs to God. So let me enhance my gift. And while we're on our knees, just a minute ago, Celestia was singing, I'm going to Oxford in 2025 and get some more education. Hallelujah. And that's in England. Okay. <laughs> okay, my gift belongs to God. Number three, third thing. <laughs> Your money belongs to God. Belongs to God. It belongs to God. Where's Tim Johnson? It belongs to God. <laughs> That's a song. Okay. Your money belongs to God. Your 10%? No, all of it. So steward it well. Go have your fun. Enjoy your things, but take care of God's business. Lavelle, let me have Deuteronomy 8.18, King James Version. I'm going to close with this. I give myself away. Okay. All right. We'll see. So you, can you? Okay. Here we go. Now, Deuteronomy is the book in the Old Testament that Jesus quoted the most. I'm not going to even charge you for that one. Deuteronomy. Hey, Junior. <laughs> Soon to be Dr. Glass. Okay. Amen. Give him a hand. Look at Jasmine. That's my man. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Deuteronomy, and he's in a, a ministers and training program too that, that I'm leading. Amen. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. This is, well, this is the book from which Jesus quoted the most. Now, this is the children of Israel as they're entering the promised land. They're about to enter the land flowing with milk and honey. My brother's generation would say they're about to come up. Okay, God about to break them off a little something, something, okay? It's about to happen for them. Now watch this. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Now, why is he telling them to remember him even before they entered the promised land? Because once we get it going on, we got a tendency to forget. You remember how when you was praying and praying and praying and even fasting, Lord, Lord, please let me close escrow on this house. Y'all remember that? You remember? Come on, Bishop, come by, touch and agree. Remember how you and your husband walked around the property, claimed it in the name of Jesus, laid hands on the front door. Put pictures of the house up, on the refrigerator, y'all touch it. Every time you pass by, lay your hands on it. You get the house and you forget Jesus. 
Call me over, do the house dedication. Bring the anointing oil, Bishop. Bring the anointing oil. Touch all the doorways. We do all that, right? <laughs> all of that. And then you forget the Lord. We do that. We forget. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get what? And the word power is ability. <laughs> that gift that he gave you is for you to grow. That he may establish what? Whose covenant? I thought it was your covenant. Why did he bless you so? Why did he allow you to be born in the United States, in these United States of America? Say what you will. All of y'all going to leave here and drive down the road and the freeway, stop at Taco Bell, or maybe some of y'all going to you know, step it up a little bit and eat your lunch and go home and on your, your 70, 80-inch flat screen, watch the game today and, and sit in your recliner and, and doze off. And I give myself away. Do you? For it's he that gives you power to get wealth. Why? So he can establish his covenant. What does that look like? It's advancing God's kingdom all over the earth. And you want to hold on to all you got. Why? I thought you had faith. You got faith until it's time to write that check. But it's funny, you people have been in a hospital, some dread, I'm, I'm trusting God. How come you couldn't trust them to add just a comma in that check? I surrender all to you. People online, that's the song we sang earlier, okay? Like, what are you doing? He can't sing. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. That he may establish a covenant that he sworn to the fathers, as it is this day. And that day continues to this day. Can he trust you? Do you surrender all? Will you surrender all? Do you give yourself away? So give Caesars what Caesars. Do what you're supposed to do practically <clears throat> and in the land that you live. But also, too, what about spiritually? How committed are you to the kingdom, the things of God? How committed are you? Well, Bishop, in the past, that's the past. Forget what happened in the past. It's a new day. He wants to do a new thing. How about we renew our minds and be fully submitted to the things of God. How about we really renew our minds and really, really submit? And therefore, we can establish his covenant, which is taking care of his business. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you as we submit ourselves to you to take care of your business, dear Lord God. It's all about you, Heavenly Father. It's all about you, dear Lord God. We love you and we honor you. And I thank you, Lord, your word will not return unto you void. It shall accomplish what you please and it will prosper in the hearts of the people you're sending it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We pray that you were blessed by today's message. To learn more about New Day Christian Fellowship Church in Corona, California, visit our website at www.newdaycorona.org.